The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So in speaking about driving and a couple of you mentioning um, um, feeling like it's too much, too much effort, the mind wanting to relax, um, a sense of the mind wanting to be checked out, it's not pleasant to be in the situation, um, feels a little tense, so it's more pleasant to be lost in thought than to be uh, in the driving. And that, I mean, that's that's one... Um, uh, well, there's one piece is that it may be true that there is more kind of tension in just being present for the driving, depending on the situation, if it's a, a lot of traffic or if you have an agenda or if you're running late, um, you know, things like that. So the one one thing to explore, especially if you're working with driving, is to uh, be sure to give yourself enough time. You know, give yourself a lot of time to get there. It's way more... Uh, pleasant and restful to be aware while driving when you're not in a rush and aren't trying to uh, make it a, you know, a speedway <laughs> to get around the cars. And, um, you know, one, one thing um, is to kind of have the intention. Uh, I think, Arthur, you mentioned this, the intention of, of driving more with kindness and care. And you know, sometimes when I get on the road and I drive, I think of this as my sangha. You know, this is my, this is my driving sangha. And, uh, I, you know, just wanting to um, let people have an easy merge and um, make sure there's enough space between me and the car in front of me. And if somebody wants to pull into that space, I back, I back up and instead of closing the gap. And, and really just kind of creating a whole different idea about this driving, not just being me try to get somebody somewhere, but all of us participating in a community activity. Um, and that has changed my mind a little bit about the, the process of driving. I think a lot of it, though, is about um, uh, having enough time to, to get there. I do notice there's more tension when I'm late. Um, but another piece around this is the way in which we tend to, especially on a longer time of trying to be mindful over a longer stretch of time, the way we tend to bring maybe a little more effort to the activity to be mindful than might actually be necessary. Um, so one thing that you could play with, and I think all of you on the longer tasks, and are any others of you, just raise your hand, in the longer tasks feeling like it's work, it's, it's hard, it's, it's kind of like effort to stay mindful there, that it's, so yes, yes, a, a couple of you. Um, so the, one way to explore that might be to going into that activity kind of... Um, if you notice that it feels like it's a lot of work to be mindful, back off the level of effort. Like how little effort does it take to actually just be here in a simple way? So again, sometimes we, we might think, what does it mean to be mindful while driving? Maybe it means I know my hands on the steering wheel. I'm aware of all the seeing. I'm, I'm doing something. I'm alternating between various senses. Uh, I've got some idea about what it means to be aware of this activity. Often, in, in, um, in my experience, thinking it has to do with being with all the senses. 
And, um, and that can be a little overwhelming too, to try to take in everything. Um, but actually our, um, our mind already knows how to drive and we can um, kind of back off the trying to do the awareness and just kind of settle back and say, okay, you know, sh- mind, show me how you do this. And just kind of sit in the back seat in your mind, you know, sit in the back seat and, and let your, um, your mind relax and see how the driving happens so that it doesn't feel so much like I'm trying to pick up mindfulness and put it on the activity. It's, this is a real uh, kind of dance. It's, an, it's, a, it's almost a, an art form of how to be receptive in, in, our, um, in our activities. So you mentioned like just letting the, seeing how the driving happens, that that doesn't seem to, to happen. But that's, that's the exploration especially with something like driving, to just kind of settle back and, and just like, okay, I'm aware while driving. Can that be enough? I'm, just, I'm aware while driving. And not trying to track anything, not trying to keep track of anything. That's, I think that's one thing that we, we often think of with, um, with mindfulness is that we are tracking the experience in some way. I know that now I'm aware of seeing. I know that now I'm aware of hearing. I know that now I'm aware of looking over my shoulder. And um, it can be much broader and simpler. I know I'm driving. Like right now, just can you know that you're breathing? Not in a detailed way, but just, yeah, you're, you're breathing and you're knowing that you're breathing. And you're sitting, and then ch- and you know that you're sitting. Just that simple. So that's another another kind of pointer. It sounds like um, both of you may be like picking up a little too much doing in the in the mindfulness, in the driving piece. So this this piece around um, I, don't, I, I don't know how to describe how to do it, but I think. Um, I can just tell you it's possible and it for me is usually a letting go of doing, a letting go of effort around it and just being curious kind of, it kind of has a feeling of, of, of being back here somewhere or, you know, just kind of not, not like I'm the one in charge. Uh, it, it, it often feels very spacious um, and it is not very precise or specific. So this is, this is another piece. Um, mindfulness, often with mindfulness, we are orienting to things that we know already. We're orienting to sensations we know, sights, sounds, smells, like very precise experience. Like, I, like right now, I can know this contact of, of my hands together or the, my legs on the, on, uh, on the chair here. I can feel that. It's very specific. Feet on the ground. And this kind of experience, a sight, seeing people, seeing windows, seeing lights, that, that kind of landing on very specific experience or hearing the sound of the car. It's like the mind kind of, oh yeah, identifies it, knows it in a very precise way. That kind of recognition of experience is more what we value in our culture. It's what we've been trained to do, how we've been trained to pay attention. 
there's another way of paying attention that is um, less familiar perhaps or uh, less practiced maybe. And um, I'll give an example, a couple examples about this. Um, It's more of a broad kind of attention. And I've talked about panoramic versus focused attention. And this is more in the panoramic area that we can be aware of things that are kind of diffuse and vague and not very precise and specific. And often when we're in that space of the the, the diffuseness of not landing on, oh yes, I know this and know this and know this, we we might tend to think that we're we're either not mindful or because we're not so familiar with being mindful of the, the more diffuse experience, we may just kind of get lost. We may kind of space out. And so the examples of this, um, on a dark night sky, in a dark night sky when the moon is not up, on a moonless night, clear moonless night, uh, we can see so many stars. We can look up and see, you know, we can even see planets sometimes. And, you know, all the stars are just so bright. Um, maybe we'll even see a satellite or a, a, a meteor. And that's, those are all very precise experiences. We're, we're seeing those, those point sensations, those point uh, visual experiences. And then there's the Milky Way, which is much more of a diffuse kind of experience. And you can't really look right at the Milky Way in one small space. It's much more, the, the, the beauty of the Milky Way is by kind of settling back and going, wow, it's just this fuzzy, vague, vast thing that's stretched across the sky. So that's a more diffuse experience. And our, our, our visual field, our visual attention can take in that more diffuse experience. And then think about the black sky, the, the deep, velvety blackness in which everything is, is appearing or everything's there. That too, we can kind of take in. And again, we don't take in that, that velvety expanse by just looking in one spot. It's more of a vast kind of experience seeing that night sky. So this is the flavor of this broader kind of experience. Another uh, sense modality to kind of point you to this more diffuse experience is um, the touch sense. So if we're walking in the rain, we can feel the raindrops on our skin. Uh, that's very precise. We can know that. We can, we can you know, just like very easily recognize the points of water touching our skin. And then there are times during the year when there's more humidity than other times and we can walk outside or if we go to another another um, state where there's a, a different humidity, we walk out the door and we know the humidity. We know, like it, when I've gone to places when I was in the Peace Corps, you know, the I walked off the plane and I was in a tropical country. It's like, whew. you know that humidity immediately, not because of any specific precise sensation, but because of a more diffuse experience of how the moisture is contacting the larger area of your skin. And so this kind of diffuse experience, the diffuse attention, 
is, um, it's, we, we can see from these examples that we have this capacity to recognize diffuse experience in our sense bases. We also have this capacity to recognize this kind of diffuse experience in our mind. Um, so many states of mind are kind of like this, like sleepiness is like this. Um, um, kind of wanting to be in that pleasantness of a fantasy is like that diffuseness. The fantasy itself is, is, is kind of a precise thing, the, the thoughts that are in there, but the feeling there of the pleasantness of that mind that's doing that. That's a more diffuse experience. Um, concentration is a more diffuse experience. And so this, um, this kind of stepping back and receiving, um, letting things come to us, there's kind of a way in which we're more in this, kind of in a diffuseness of um, awareness. We just know that we're aware and letting things arrive. But we can kind of land with that space of of just being aware. And to me, that's kind of the place I'm in when I'm just letting experience happen rather than, you know, being the one in charge of knowing and tracking everything. Um, so that's um, that's another way into describing the, the kind of this more um, settled back, like be in the driver's seat rather than being the, I mean, in the passenger seat rather than driving the mindfulness. Let it be more receptive and see see what happens. Um, my sense is in your case, in your example of wanting to turn on the radio, it's kind of like your mind wants to rest. And so what might it mean to let your mind rest while driving. Uh, if you can listen to the radio and let your mind rest while driving, you also can let your mind just rest while driving without adding the radio. And so what, that, what might that look like? You know, what might it be like to just let the mind, it's like, okay, wow, kind of tired here, too much effort going into this. So what if I just let my mind rest? and drive. So this kind of uh, reflection is the kind of thing I've used a lot in my practice. Like, okay, well, I know it's possible to be mindful of anything. How might it, ha- how might it work here? And what actually is the mind wanting to do or, or pay attention to? In, in your case, it was, it was not wanting to touch into all of the, um, the unpleasantness around the tension of driving. Some of that might be a point or two um, letting yourself physically relax while driving. That might change how you're driving if you physically relaxed. Maybe the, the fantasy kind of does that for you somehow. So again, you know, it's like these, some of these things like putting on the, the radio, um, um, going into fantasy. It's like there are strategies that our mind has habitually used to help us let go of tension. Um, and is there a way to see that this is a strategy and explore, well, okay, so that's the strategy to try to relax, to try to not be with that tension. How might it be possible to just let the mind do that mindfully? So those are just a few.
few thoughts on that. Yeah. So um, the two questions, one about concentration. I said concentration can have this quality of being a diffuse experience. Um, I would say generally that's true. It's, uh, I mean, diffuse meaning it's not a specific... Well, there are states of concentration that are pretty specific, though. I mean, we can just go right into them. But in many cases, just the mind being collected and gathered and stable, the stability of mind, that, that sense of there being a, a place or a platform on which the, the mindfulness lands, that kind of st- stable feeling. That stable feeling isn't, again, it's not usually something we can point to and say, oh, that's that stable feeling. It's right there. It's more of a sense. It's more of a sense of an experience than something we can like point to. And, and I think sleepiness is like this. Um, when you try to actually turn and look at sleepiness, it's like, you know, it's, there are a lot of sensations that are happening with it, but the state in the mind is just almost more just um, uh, vague and broad rather than like really um, focused. It's not like a thought arising. It's not like a precise emotion. It's a state in the mind. It's kind of a, it's almost like we've got a color of lens on. And with, with concentration, we, we also have that. It's like we've put on this concentration lens. So I would say that uh, it, in, in the case of concentration, it may not always be a diffuse experience. It may be a very precise experience. I understand your question. Um, um, so when we're knowing these diffuse kind of experience, in my experience, it doesn't feel quite so much like we're turning around and looking at it. It doesn't have that quality. It more feels like we've fallen back into it. It, it feels more like we know it from the inside rather than being uh, looking at something from the outside. Um, and then you talked, uh, you, you asked about the tracking piece. Um, so, you know, mindfulness, mindfulness tracks experience by itself. That's part of its function in some way. Um, But what we tend to do is to do the tracking ourselves. We add an agenda to be in charge of the tracking. So, like, that's the focus. So, um, or in the awareness tracking. So, the. we might choose a focus for some experience, like the breath. But then we can, in that focus, not try to track every sensation of the breath. But the mind, but just like kind of land with an intimacy of the mindfulness with the breath. And then the mindfulness will kind of know all the kind of whatever detail it's landing with in that moment. And it may be at different levels at different times. And so the mindfulness, I mean, we can choose an aim or choose an orientation around 
um, being present with some experience. But then settle back and let the mindfulness do its work to receive and, and know and kind of track the experience. So it's, I think that the piece is that we kind of think we have to stay on top of it and kind of, I, I, I saw this a lot in my experience, especially using the noting practice, kind of feeling like I was like trying to keep up with all of these experiences that the mind was knowing. And it was exhausting. And at some point, it's just like, what if I let go of that doing? I thought that that might mean I'd stop being mindful, but it was just letting go of an extra activity of mind that was... It was, wasn't necessary. Trying too, hard. Trying too hard, right, right, yeah. You know, sometimes, so there's a question about the experience of an observer, and this is another piece of mindfulness, I think, that um, sometimes the first, let's say the first time we stumble into a kind of clarity around mindfulness, it may have a particular quality to it. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes that feeling is kind of, a sense of real clarity about there being an observer and something being observed. And it feels like there's a kind of a separation there. It feels like there's a lot of space between what I'm knowing and this knowing itself. And, and it's, it, it, feels, it feels very free. It feels like there's not a lot of stickiness to the things that are happening. Um, and so we might think that that is what mindfulness or right mindfulness should feel like. And what I'll say is it's one way that mindfulness can feel. So there's that quality of that sense of observing like from the outside like that. But there's also a sense of you know, kind of being right in the middle. It doesn't feel like there's a separation at all. And that too can be very clear um, and um, it, it doesn't seem to have this sense of there being an observer. Right. It's more, it more feels like it's just processes at, at work, processes unfolding. I mean, it, um, the thing I caution here is that that's, not some, that's, that's, one, that's one kind of flavor of experience that happens when Mindfulness is very present and we're right connected with experience and, and there, are, there are different kinds. And so it, that, it doesn't mean that if you're not experiencing that, that you're missing the boat somehow. Because sometimes we, we like I've, I spend some time like trying to find a particular kind of mindfulness and missing that the mind was actually starting to learn to observe in a different way. And so I just, I just want to kind of broaden the doorway so that you're not always looking for... You know, it's not about particular experience. Yeah.